Hello and welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of this wacky network of misfits, and I'm joined by said misfit, our father overlord himself, the one and only Jacob Franklin. Jacob, thank you for joining me, pal. No problem. I think it's only fitting that, you know, we replace one tall, lanky white man with another tall, yeah. lanky white yeah. man. I mean, there's a good chance that most people, I mean, if you if you just talk about FIP and uh, WOBA and yeah. ERA plus enough that no people aren't even going to notice the difference, to be honest. So, uh, but happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day to you. Happy National Hat Day. Happy International Signing Day in Major League Baseball. A lot of things going on today. What's your what's your favorite hat, Jacob? What's the what's best Arizona Diamondbacks hat? Oh, I was going to say in existence. I was going to say, have you ever seen like the Twitter account We Raid Dogs? Yes. It's just heck across the front because oh yeah that's, 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 my, that's my favorite hat of all time that's, but that's are you are you talking like new d-backs hats or are you talking yeah i'm talking about like the new stuff i'm oh i mean in general like what's your favorite d-backs hat like of all time what's the best diamondbacks hat well that's is that, a, is that I mean, too much to ask it's, yeah it's probably yeah it's quite a bit actually it's probably got to yeah. be the black version of that hat with the copper d on it um, yeah that's a good one the, yeah the purple yeah it, it looks really really clean that's a good one it's not the correct answer though this is the correct answer it's this hat this is the it's best hat, hat too yeah, this is the hat. best hat. It's funny though. You bring up the copper, and the copper is the one thing that I love so much about that hat. And I mean, I, teal is great. I love the way this looks. I think this really pops nicely. I like the new combos, but copper, copper should never have been abandoned. No, copper is a really good color when it comes to this state. Uh, obviously, it's one of the five C's. If you've lived here your whole life and you did your fifth grade right. project on right. on the state here, it is it is one of the five C's of Arizona. Derek, I will give you zero dollars if you can name all the other ones. Uh, copper, cotton, climate, citrus, and cotton. Wait, no, you said cotton. Did I say cotton? I think I did say cotton. What's the last one? Cattle cattle i was never gonna get that i was no it's, it's a bit obscure it's a bit obscure. yeah it's a sure. bit it's a bit obscure but uh ski to all of our friends here today by the way i hope you guys all uh have your favorite diamondbacks hats in mind uh drop them in the chat gabriel says the black d and the milkman hat are the goat that's uh those are great selections black d is just it goes so hard black there you go that that hat particularly again with the copper and the and and the colors always look great but uh there will be a new player donning the Arizona Diamondbacks hat uh, with International Signing Day happening. Uh, the D-backs have reportedly come to terms with two Dominican outfield prospects in Adriel Rodney and Belfi Rivera at Monday's opening of the 2024 period. This is per Jesse Boric and Jesus Cano from MLB.com. Jesus is a great guy, by the way. But uh, yeah, this is an interesting signing, uh, Jacob. And the reason why, is, I'll, I'll tell you the exact reason why. Uh, Rodney is a 16-year outfielder, 16-year-old outfielder uh, that reminds evaluators of Julio Rodriguez. It's not a bad comp. If if you're a baseball person, I saw something out there that said he is 16 years old, but he's already 6'1", 180. That's a grown man. That's a grown man. That's a grown, that's a grown man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, he's, he's taller than half the people in our office. And he, he, you know, I'm sure 90% of that 180 pounds is muscle. So 
<laughs> it's a guy that you don't want to cross because if he's already that size, just imagine uh, the, the athleticism taking over as he gets a bit older. Uh, now, we do have some uh, little conflict here. So he is the number 10 uh, ranked overall prospect, according to MLB.com. But Fangraphs um, actually has him ranked as their third overall uh, international prospect, which is which is in- interesting. There's interesting there. They have the Fangraphs score, I think, of 45 plus. But um, yeah, uh, very exciting about you know a future player obviously uh 16 years old but uh this is what they had for the scouting grades uh for adriel rodney on a 20 to 80 scale for him let's take a look at that not bad a lot of things above average here uh 50 hit power 55 his run is 50 arm 55 field 50 overall grade 55 for scouting grades there uh grades out again as a very uh, well-rounded player overall and and he's shown some nice power not a lot of information about his stats but uh that's because he's 16 year old years old and there's not a lot of information in general out there about a about some of these kids this young that's why yeah and almost every i think every major league baseball uh team has uh, a scouting combine in the in, in the Dominican Republic, they're all kind of like a, a scouting academy uh, that are all by each other. Uh, and these are all the reasons why is because they can help these kids. And, and again, this isn't like a draft. This is a signing period. So these these young players can opt for which teams they want to sign for. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's always so difficult for a lot of these people to grade, um, obviously, over the last 10, 15 years, it's gotten, you know, it's, it's a little more exact than it was. I think we've talked about this before when, when Yasiel Puig signed uh, with the Dodgers, it was one of those, like almost everybody was like, well, we got to go jump at the chance yeah. to sign our next international yeah. free agent. Right. Because Yasiel Puig right. was a, a superstar in LA at the time. And, and, and so I think, you know, while there's always been that connection, uh, Dominican, Cuban, uh, Hispanic connection in the MLB. I think, you know, in that time period when everybody went out there to go get their top international free agent is kind of when we saw a turn um, and, and, and people started getting out there to scout a little bit more. Um, you ended up with your contracts that, that didn't pan out. I mean, obviously Diamondbacks fans are extremely familiar with Yasmani Tomas and that contract situation, but. Oh yeah. Oh I yeah. Over time, I think over time fans, uh, we'll start to see the fact that these teams are actually getting out there and they're able to scout a lot better. Um, but a lot of the times these kids are 16 years old when they're signing. And so it's really, really difficult for them to evaluate just exactly what they're going to be. Um, last year's class for the Diamondbacks was actually really beneficial. I, I think three of those players ended up in, you know, um, they, they ended up in the top 30 in this system. So I'm really excited to see what Hazen can do. They have a pretty large international bonus pool to use. Yeah, they uh, do. They have one of the largest actually, yeah, or they're in that exactly. group with like the guardians and a few other teams that have the largest amount to pull from. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, sometimes it can be a crap shoot, but it, you know, it's, it's one of those, like it might not be an exact science, but you, you might end up with a gem. And, and, and that's yeah. just from the fact that things have gotten a lot more advanced when it comes for the team's abilities to send a scout down there. They, I think there are people that almost spend a, a good chunk of time down there evaluating these. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
that's why it's 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 kind of hilarious because i really didn't know until i looked it up on a map uh the diamondbacks like academy in the in the dominican republic and then you like kind of zoom out a little bit and there's like 20 other teams who have an academy right there in that same vicinity of where the diamondbacks one is located right uh scouting international talent is huge it is odd at times like i said before like you brought up a great point about puig right where it almost felt like a trend in major league baseball to go after a top cuban player due to the success of yes puig yeah yeah i mean well and just not that it's not just the ones that worked out necessarily it's the fact that almost every team started looking into it at that point considering that uh cuban players did become available to major league baseball just recently so that's something that did change prior to that it was literally an, an escaping from cuba kind of situation at times including yes. for yasiel puig right what's what what I, I think about now though, is it it's kind of what's happening in a way with Japanese players, right? Like it's not to say that major league baseball has not had Korean and Japanese players uh, have success and be a part of the league, but it's like Shohei Otani was such a success becoming one of the best players in the game that I feel like that is causing this, like this, this trust, I guess you could say in providing these large contracts to players overseas from Japan, from Korea, without seeing if they can find that success in Major League Baseball first. Just trusting based on what you've seen over there, knowing that those leagues are as competitive as Major League Baseball and that you can trust what you see in a guy like Yamamoto is going to translate over to playing with in Major League Baseball, right? But uh, sure. this is... This is still another weird part of baseball to me. And I know it's part of all sports, right? To to scout guys, scout players at a really young age. But to sign a guy at 16 years old is just wild to me. And that's Derek, uh, Derek, what, what were you the doing rules. at 16? What were you What's doing that? at 16? What were you doing at 16 with your life? Oh my God, 16 years old. I was completely lost as a person at 16 years old. My parents had divorced uh my freshman year of high school uh, like the, that summer and i'd moved with my dad to puerto rico uh and then my dad had a plan to move to new york and open a restaurant so i was basically like i had no like i felt like i had no home for a period of time there i had no idea uh where i was going to go to school or in what city or what like if it was going to be a state or a commonwealth there was a lot of things i did not know jacob at 16 years old but i definitely had no clue of what my future was going to be. Uh, and Michael, yes, I am still lost as a person. If, some, if, if somebody handed you $1.8 million as a signing bonus at 16, what would you have done with the money? Spent it all on video games. Spent every dime of it on Wouldn't video you games. still do that, though? I mean, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I mean, look behind me right now. I, I think that that is obvious for sure. But uh, this is uh, this is an interesting signing. Again, like I said, the, the intriguing part, of, aside from the, you know, comparisons, obviously, to Julio Rodriguez, that's something you very much want to hear. Uh, the fact that Fangraphs has him ranked so much higher than than MLB.com is interesting to me. Yeah, it's, you know, like I said, a lot of this isn't an exact science. Um, right. A lot of Absolutely. these baseball pages, they don't have their own evaluators out there. Um, they might send, you know, a guy or two, but a lot of these teams are sending people. There's What people don't realize is a lot of these kids are actually playing in camps that are sanctioned by a lot of Major League Baseball teams. I mean, the Diamondbacks have a, a Dominican camp down there that they, you know, they have players that are a part of in their Dominican system, and it's, you know, it's a good way for them to evaluate 
I think a lot of, and I think this might be true for just any sport across the board, a lot of evaluation of these kids is based off of their raw physical abilities. Uh, and so while MLB, you know, might be more apt to send somebody down there to scout a player, fan graphs is, you know, they're probably sitting a little bit more in, uh, you know, uh, well, this kid's 6'1", 170, like look at the Metric tape, based. like the, the, yeah. the raw power looks like it's, you know, it could grade out significantly higher than it already does. And, and it's a kind of a guess, um, you know, you can get, a, there are people that spend their lives looking at film and they can get very, 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 very good at it. But I think that this just goes to show that even if, you know, MLB has them at 10 and Fangraphs has them at three, like it's, people are going to disagree you know one guy yeah. sees one thing and another guy sees another and it's very true you can spend your whole life doing something but still have a different opinion than somebody else and it's wild how it you you just never know how it's going to translate over you never know ultimately uh even with drafting these kids because baseball is just a weird sport like that it it takes so much more than raw talent to be a quality major league baseball player and part of it is going through these years and years and years of kind of honing your craft and refining your skill set yeah. to be ready to play at a major league level, right? But uh, I mean, we'll talk about that more later, of course, and especially in comparison to other sports. I do want to thank you guys, of course, for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel right now, though. I want to thank, uh, of course, uh, everybody for for spending maybe your day off. I hope you have your day off today. Uh, if not, if you're at work, you know, you're always welcome here. But regardless, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Leave us a like. We always appreciate that. Uh, and we will never take it in. Yeah, drop those likes. We'll never take it in a negative way. Smash that like button. If you're listening on the audio podcasting side, we love you too. Want to make sure you're subscribed over there as well. And make sure you leave us a review. We appreciate those five-star reviews very much. Uh, of course, if you want to check out a great way to improve your home, improve your space, Empire Today is a great way to do that. You can do it with video games if, if you're a man-child like me. But if you want to have a classy, nice home uh, with good flooring, make sure to do it through Empire Today. They make it. Uh, shopping at home, easy and convenient, as as easy as as Damon makes us doing this show right now from home for us. Empire Today makes it equally easy for you to shop for flooring with a curated product selection and a virtual home designer, which will allow you to, or floor designer, excuse me, virtual floor, floor designer, uh, the home designer, that's the Sims, that's a different game, but the virtual floor designer will allow you to see how any flooring looks in your home. That way you don't have to have people come out uh, and intrude your home uh, prior to you knowing when you're going to have those floors installed. You also don't have to go to a showroom. You have to go anywhere. You can shop at home uh, conveniently, and that's what Empire Today prides itself on. Of course, they also pride themselves on servicing their own warranties. So if you have any issues with your, with your flooring, Empire Today will take care of it for you. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 discount when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions do apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details and of course even though i'm staying home i'm still stopping by circle k because i need myself a drink uh, i need to fill up my car with gas to make sure i get the week started right and of course circle k is the best place to do that especially when you are a member of the inner circle mem uh, inner circle program inner circle rewards will allow you to get 25 cents off per gallon for your first five fill-ups you also get three cents off per gallon 
for every fill up after that you get a ton of offers in the app for free including for food buy one get one free just blatantly free stuff circle case just giving it away to you for free and that is also uh how much the inner circle rewards program costs it's absolutely free you can join it inner circle for free by downloading the circle k app today terms and conditions apply participating locations see circlek.com for details jacob glad you're here uh, and i'm glad we can finally once again do this on an actual monday because uh regardless of the month of course every month on this show is black history month every show every month on this show is women's history month every month on this show is black women's history month it's also always shark week uh every week around here every day is international signing day and of course on mondays we go to the mailbag damon shall we Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go, wow, wow, my mailbox. All right. What is our first mailbag Monday question? Uh, this one comes uh, from DBAXMT. That's at Jeff Irving 16 on the Twitter. Uh, and he asks, not really a question, but interesting note that Fangraphs is Adriel Rad- Rad- Rodney uh, ranked above Shota Imanaga in their international prospect rankings. Uh, Cubs gave Imanaga 80 million. He's also above Eric Fetty. Interesting um, there. And again, like you said, it's there. there's obviously a big difference there between a 16-year-old kid uh, and players who are going to contribute to their team uh, right now, right? So uh, I, I think that rankings are rankings, but it's all meaningless when it comes to uh, when you're going to contribute and if you're actually going to be better than those players, right? Yeah. Unless you're uh, Scott Boris, then you'll sit there and say that Eric Fede was the the you know the most talked about guy in, in existence. He, he was the most he was yeah. the most important relief pitcher of the of the offseason period. And that's that's yeah, a fact. And there's I mean and then that showed in his contract that he's extremely, you know, he got paid at least seven billion dollars. Um but it's you know it's one of those things where it's like you hope that every move that you make is gonna pan out and it's so easy to get caught up in looking at rankings and all of this and all of that. Yeah. At the end of the day, if I was an evaluator at least on paper, Shota Imanaga has plenty of tape, you know, in a high-level situation. Yeah, that's um, a big difference. There. Now, now, does he possess the same amount of tools? Maybe not. Um, to two very different guys, obviously, one being an outfielder, one being a pitcher. So really hard to put one up against the other. Um, so, you know... It, I'm going to be interested to see where this lands. Once again, it, it seems like this team has a knack for really toolsy outfielders. <laughs> so it's one of those, like, does he even have a, a – he's 16. So, like, you yeah. might not even hear his name again for the next six years, right, unless he's Bryce Harper and he'll hit the big leagues at 18. You know what I mean? So no, yeah, like, you never know. Really like, difficult. you might never hear his name again, period. Like, you might yeah. not make it as a ba- major league baseball player or, or you know, even, even a minor leaguer in, in the major league system. Like, you just – you never know how things, especially for a 16-year-old, are going to pan out. Yeah, so it's – you know, like, right now, I, on paper, I'd probably take the more sure thing with Shota. Um, I'm not sure he's a sure thing in MLB, but – he has a tangible contract. He's on a big league roster and he's probably going to make the, the opening day rotation. You know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. he's going to be a piece of what the Cubs are looking to do this year. And, and so it's, 
it's great to look at rankings and be like, well, yeah, we didn't get Shota, but we got this kid who's 16 and ranked higher by fan graphs than Shota is. But at the end of the day, one's going to be on a big league roster at the start of the year and the other isn't. Yeah, and the other isn't for a very long time. So that's yep. for sure. But the D-backs, again, uh, investing in their future and hopefully the the scouting, you know, and, and you know, some of the luck they've had with finding some of those good players, uh, you know, deep, not really, you know, uh, getting guys that that people know of and then having them become a player, a name you recognize is, is kind of their thing. What else we got, Damon? Uh, Rick Hughes at DB11S3 on Twitter asked, any word on how the team plans to ramp up Gallon and Kelly after the deep run and short recovery time? I've witnessed teams botch that and have terrible start, i.e. the 2019 Red Sox. I trust the Yoda of pitching, but w- should we expect a different look to the spring training ramp up? I don't think so because I think Merrill Kelly had a very odd start to his season last year with the World Baseball Classic and everything. Uh, You know, just the way that his, you know, offseason went. I feel like starting pitchers kind of use spring training in a different manner where spring training is not like they're not competing for a job. Zach Gallon isn't competing for a job. Merrill Kelly isn't competing for a job. So there's a chance that they could just work on some things against, you know, competitive at bats and and that's it. And and that might be what they use their spring for. But I don't think there'll be a problem. I just think that like for the most part, you know, again, uh, the, the extra time off is always good, especially for a season like baseball. Uh, so maybe, maybe they uh, give them a lighter workload in, in the beginning or, or something of the sort, but I, I, I doubt it. These guys are athletes. They're out there training year round anyway, even though it's an off season, not many of them are taking the three months off and going on a fishing trip. Like, uh, like, like baseball players used to at one time. Derek, are you a superstitious human? I'm, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. Do you believe in the World Series hangover? No, I mean, not really. I, I think, I, I guess there is something to be said about like <sighs> patting yourself on the back a little too much, you know, after you achieve something, even if you didn't win the World Series, but getting as far as they did. I, I think that there could be the adverse effect where that makes them hungry to get back to the playoffs and back to that championship, you know, game and, or that championship series and try to win it this time. So I don't really know. I mean, a lot of it, I think depends on, you know, how Tory kind of motivates this team and, and keeps them focused. I, I, I don't think that's going to be a problem for him. He has a, I, I feel like Tory has a great understanding of life and getting, you know, like right now getting that break away from baseball, not even talking about it until, you know, you get back to the field and things like that. But it's just different. You know, you see these guys like Gabby Moreno out there in a Suns full Suns uniform, you know, taking taking at bats, taking hitting off a tee. The yeah. Diamondbacks put that incredible video out there of Cattell Marte uh training uh in I, I think that's in the Dominican Republic. But uh, just fire me up. And I am so yeah. I'm 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 you know, these guys aren't these guys aren't, you know, like I said, they're not relaxing, they're not, you know, kind of sitting back and and just like being satisfied with how far they made it from the looks of things. These guys are all locked in and and ready to, to get back there next year. Yeah, I agree. So the world's, and I think this goes for any professional sport. Everybody always assumes that teams who make it to the championship experience some sort of hangover 
the next year things they struggle early on in the season. Now, I will say the only position group that I actually do believe that this that a deep run into the playoffs makes a an impact on is your starting pitching. Um, so, so I do slightly disagree with what you said a little bit earlier. I do think that early in spring training, we won't see a lot of those guys starting games. Obviously, they're still going to be putting the work in behind the scenes. I don't think they're going to be making a lot of pitches until later in spring training in, in live game situations. Um, I, I don't that, disagree with you about yeah. that. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry if I made it sound different. I said like those guys don't have anything to worry about. So if anything, they're going to be working on stuff. But yeah, no, I mean, I could see that. I could see them not starting a couple of the early spring training games and not needing to be up. I mean, I could even see them getting ramped up in, uh, on the backfield and, and such at times. Like again, the I don't know if the live at bats is going to be as important for again Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly as it is for. Brian Nelson, Tommy Henry, and some of those other guys yeah. that are going to go out there competing, competing for a spot. Yeah, Zach, Zach, I think Zach Gallon, I don't remember the exact figure, but I think by the end of the year, he had thrown over like 100 innings more more than than any of his previous highs. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, I mean, it takes, uh, it taxes those guys a lot, especially when you make a deep run in the playoffs because you're running, what, a three- four-man rotation i mean obviously we didn't have a fourth man they were running a bullpen game every fourth game but you're pitching more than you were and so your arm does take a little bit of a beating um that shoulder's probably a little more sore but it, it doesn't take longer than what a month yeah two months like to, to get some of that rest that, that that they need after the end of the season so while we might not see them in live situations, I do think that they're going to be taking their reps in the backfields. I do think that they're going to be working out with the team. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I do trust Brent Strom. He's been there before with the Astros. He knows exactly what it looks like trying to get arms ready for the next season following a deep playoff run. Um, so I'm not worried about it at all. I do, you know, if, if Zach Gallen goes out there, Merrill Kelly goes out there and starts, you know, in one of the first two weeks in spring training and, and, and pitches a three or four inning game, maybe I'll have a question or two because, you know, like I, I'm all about preserving arms, especially with this team's hopes. You know, I think last year the hope was that they were going to be a wild card team this year after watching last year, I think everybody's expectations are probably a bit higher and LCS while, you know, yeah. this is not a wild card team anymore. Now, will they get a wild card spot? depending on what the Dodgers do. Like, I think most people are expecting the Dodgers to run away with this division with the roster that they have. Um, but I think the expectations are another deep playoff run. And I think in order to achieve that, you probably do need to rest those guys a little bit toward the beginning of the year. Um, but that's every team. I mean, Zach Gallon's not going to go out there and throw a nine-inning complete game on opening day. He's probably going to get pulled after five innings. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's the truth. That's for sure. And honestly, I think, again, it's – there were a lot of extra innings put on their arms, obviously more than, than, you know, most starting pitchers in baseball, just based on the fact that they were uh, Zach Allen, for instance, had, had, you know, his, his best year as far as durability is concerned. And then he also made that deep playoff run. We know Merrill Kelly pitched a little less, but he pitched 200 innings last year. And I mean, Merrill Kelly again is, is a guy that, uh, probably wants to go out there on day one of spring training and get the ball, but they'll, you know, they'll, they'll know what they're doing. Like I, I, the th thing I agree with you the most about is Brent Strom has handled playoff teams. He's won the world series before, and he's known how to come back the following year and, and 
make sure that that bullpen was yeah. ready to go. So I think if there's anybody I feel comfortable with uh, putting my trust in when it comes to that, it's it's Stromy. Yeah, he's, uh, he's been and, there and done that. Yeah. Elise says, so don't buy tickets to D-back spring training games in early March and expect to see Zach Romero pitching a few innings. Correct. Correct. That's correct. Uh, and then Michael also is correct when he says, but at the same time, early spring training games are the best because there aren't as many people. Also true. Also true. Uh, you got to find that. A, yeah. You'll probably first see a healthy weekend. dose of Lawler. Probably, like you're going to yeah. see a healthy dose of Jordan Lawler in the spring training, which that's a, always a great reason to buy tickets. Um, spring training for me was always a great way to go see the prospects because it's yeah. one of those like a guy like Jordan Lawler is going to be carried through basically the entirety of camp until the last cut mark, right? He's not going to get cut in the first week like some of those 19-year-old right. kids are. Like he's right. He's going to get carried until the end. And so that's always worth the price of admission, if you're asking me. You're going to get a dose of Blake Walston. You're going to get to see a lot yeah. of guys that we haven't had a chance to see very much. So it's going to be uh, fun to go out there and see the young guys, especially considering that this team is, is going to continue to utilize prospects from their minor league system in order to you know, fill gaps. There's going to be a need at, at times for some of these guys that are on the 40-man roster to come up and and be a part even maybe of the starting rotation so go see him now get you bring your baseball cards it's a great time to get them signed uh what else we got damon uh michael rokiki says with today being mlk day if you could make a list of the top five all-time african-american d-backs players who would be on it well yes this is totally something that two caucasian um very very caucasian we're very qualified to speak up looking men should should handle for sure but uh it's it is interesting right because one thing that is kind of a struggle is that the diamondbacks haven't had a lot of african-american players there's been plenty of players of you know there's, there's been, been enough. hispanic there's been players enough. what there's been enough there has been enough to make a there, has been. there has been but i'm just saying in general like it's it's kind of weird because baseball it's it's a problem that goes beyond just the Diamondbacks organization, right? And I I really think at the end of the day, it it's it's a problem with baseball itself. I think that if you are a very very athletic person, that even if you love baseball, from from looking at it from from the standpoint of what baseball players have to go through to get to Major League Baseball, if you played any other sport, I, why would you pursue baseball? Baseball makes it so hard for you to reach that goal of making it to, you know, the, the major leagues of baseball versus other sports that don't, you know, make it such a hard process to like get through the minor league system in order for you to get to that, you know, to, 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 to the, to where you want to be in life. Right. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I sometimes think that if, if I had a choice of which sport to play, uh, baseball would probably, even though I love, I love playing baseball. Baseball is so much fun to play. It's literally like football sucks to play. Football is not fun. Who wants football. to get hit? I mean, did you see the picture of Pat Mahomes with his helmet cracked? Who wants that? Yeah. Did you see the 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 husband and wife law team guy in that commercial taking hits? That dude was taking hits. First of all, let's He's, give credit, credit to you. And I feel like that man did not walk straight the next day. 
they're all over the place. Those those two, they're all over the place. Yeah, the I don't understand. Yeah, that, yeah, well, they're, they're, yeah. They, yeah, that's a whole that's a whole other episode. But um, all right, yeah, let's uh, top let's top make, five African American players yeah. in on the Diamondbacks. You, and, you and I disagree. You and I disagree on number one about number one. Yeah, yeah. I I say Justin Upton is number one. You say O dog. I say O dog from a pure likable standpoint, and in his three years here, was a three hundred hitter with you know. Plenty of flair, a couple of gold gloves. Um, I, I think for from a standpoint of, of this fan base, I honestly think Orlando Hudson, and I could be crazy for saying this, did just as much for this organization as Justin Upton and was probably a better human. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll tell you, though, I think Justin Upton was just – and I and I hate to say this, he was just a vastly misunderstood guy that was, it's you know, it's had a had a role thrust upon him that he was never interested in in having. But um, yes, Tony Womack has to also be in this discussion. Yeah, I mean, you could probably make a a case for all three of these guys to be number one or kind of interchangeable there at, at the top for their contrib- contributions to. The Diamondbacks. I mean, again, Tony Womack's contributions to that World Series team often get overshadowed by, you know, like the big hit there at the end or, you know, the way that Randy Johnson came in in game seven and did what he did. But Tony Womack was a part of all of that. And even going back in like the NLDS and stuff, he was an absolute stud for this team during that playoff run. Yeah, he was. And, and I think people underestimate the fact that I think it was his hit in the ninth inning that actually goes down as one of the top five most clutch hits in uh, in MLB history. Yeah, um, It's not even the Gonzo hit. It's not the Gracie hit. It's the Tony Womack double. Um, you know, the situation that he was in facing one of the greatest closures of all time, uh, yep. it goes down in history. I, you know, for me, I think it goes probably Orlando Hudson first, probably Justin Upton second. From a, you know, for, for me, you have to remember that I'm looking at this list from the perspective of somebody that was born in 1997. Um, so how you perceive some of these guys and how I perceive some of these guys, it's, it's going to be different. Jared. You're just a little bit a little bit older than me. Um, just a little you. bit. Um, so, so while Tony Womack probably falls into three at that list, it's because I don't remember it. Um, I yeah. don't remember any of his time here. Um, and, and for me, uh, as, a, as a, you know, I think I was 10 watching Justin Upton take hacks for this team, 10, 11, 12. When he left the organization, he left in such a way that I kind of, you know, like I was in the, the time period of my life where I idolized a lot of these guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it was oh, one yeah. of those, like it crushed my, it, like it crushed me when he was like, I don't want to play here. They suck. And like, no matter what Orlando Hudson did, he was always happy to be here. He did everything with a smile on his face. And so that's what kind of puts him at one, Upton two let Womack three and then we can go from there from for me I'm, I'm sure yours is different no I mean yeah I mean that's the the I, like I said I, I don't think there's a wrong answer when it comes to those guys um Tommy Pham yeah Saul and I talked about this this morning he said he said Tommy Pham fits uh fits the the the, the list but he mentioned Junior Spivey um Junior Spivey Junior was Spivey, incredible uh, Tony Tony Clark uh, yeah, Tony he's Clark now the is a head good of MLBPA well. right now. Um, yeah, or at least he was for a while. I don't know if he still is, but also a, a really great dude, Adam Jones, uh, a name that you brought up. That's my that's guy. That's Mister. That's Mister America. So he slaps in at four for me because I love Adam even, Jones so yeah, much. He, he might not have been a you know a great player while he was here, but from a from a fan perspective, having having Mister USA on our team was that was fun. 
And he loved my shirts. He loved my button-up pattern shirts. I don't think, like I said before on this program, he remembered me. Any like every time he told me he liked my shirt, it, it sounded like the first time he was talking to me ever. But he just he always complimented my shirt. So that puts him um at number two on this list for me. That's the way that that works for me. But uh no, I mean again, some just absolute great players in this franchise. Junior Spivey, you brought up, man. That guy, I was a huge, huge Junior Spivey fan. Just huge. Uh, that yeah, guy. People in the chat mentioned Chris Young. Chris Young. Yeah, Chris Young's another guy that was absolutely incredible. Had some thump. He had some thump and played a great defensive center field. This team has been blessed with some yeah. really, really great defensive center fielders. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. What else we got there, Damon? We got another question. We got one more, I think. From Ryan. No, maybe not. Nope, that's not it. Uh, we already got that one. Uh, I got it, even if we don't. Uh, <laughs> Ryan asked, any update on if there will be a fan fest this year? Uh, the people want to know. So I don't have an update on fan fest, and I feel like at this point, it's getting very late. Chances are, if there is a fan fest, uh, it's going to be like what we saw last year, where it is for season, ticket, season holders. ticket holders only. But this is purely speculation. I legitimately have uh, investigated and looked into it and have not. Let me, received let me, let me reach out yet. to some people. Let me reach out to some people. You reach out to some people and see if we can provide some information. Because, uh, again, I know that last year, uh, part of it had to do with like the Super Bowl chaos that was going on downtown and i think they were just trying to limit potentially how many people came over to, to check out chase field like i made the case last year if you're here in town for the super bowl and you're staying downtown and chase field is just having an open house day with like bounce houses and stuff you're gonna go check it out there's a chance that if that that particular you know one was open to the public like it normally is it might have just been chaos i i do know that they also have discussed wanting to provide additional benefits to their season ticket holders and that that's part of the reason why they went with the advantage member only uh you know kind of fan fest that they did last year yeah and it's it's one of those like i, I never really went to fan fest but i can understand where people are coming from when when they desperately want to go to fan fest because oh it's great especially after a run like this i mean what team doesn't like money first and foremost, and, and that's, you're going to rake in the money after a world series run. So I really hope that they can figure this out. Um, you know, I, I don't know what the holdup was last year. I, I don't really remember what it was, but you know, people deserve a chance to, to get to connect with their team on a deeper level. Uh, yeah. so I think, yeah. you know, it's, I really, I really, really hope that they're able to figure it out. I mean, I think that one thing is, is, and, and people are saying it in the chat, like, this is a huge missed opportunity after the success of this team in the world series. You want to build your fans, right? You, you, you also want to make money. Making money is also very good. Jacob. It, it's my point about the jerseys. Like I'm a reasonable person. I understand why the Jersey situation is what it is because they had the plan to change, you know, the situation. I use the Josh Dobbs Jersey from the Minnesota Vikings way too often, but literally the guy became a part of their team the next week. He was, you know, he, he, he 
ran a, a game winning drive and then they had his jersey available in the team shop not a yeah. customizable one but an actual jersey you could buy right a replica i know things take time but also there's ways to make things take less time there's also ways to expedite the process because of the fact that you are in the world series right like like i said the lourdes guriel jr jersey is an all-star game jersey not a diamondbacks jersey an all-star game jersey they did not know lourdes guriel jr was going to be on the all-star team two years ago three years ago a year ago that that happened quickly that happened suddenly and they still were able to produce a replica jersey in time to make it available on the team shop not only for the all-star game but beyond that right the fact that and you can go watch my jersey and hear your my video and hear me scream yeah, and yell the jerseys. Give us the jerseys. But it's just like, dude, it's just, it's a matter of like I know merchandise isn't the core driver of of the money that they spend on this team, but they are literally turning money away. And while I appreciate the fact that they didn't put out jerseys of 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 you know that they were going to replace the next year, like as a fan, I don't want to buy an Alec Thomas jersey that then they replace the next year that sucks however this team went to the world series so that is different you know like you almost want maybe one of those jerseys from that year so that you have it as a memory of the remarkable run that this team went on and like i just feel like i view it differently when you're talking about a team that made it to the world series i know the world series jerseys weren't very snazzy i know they weren't very different i know they just had the little diamond world series logo on it but just sports has one of those available with no no player on the back and i think that that's absurd that replicas were made with the little logo here right but not with carol on the back not with you know moreno not with any of these guys gallon that that got them to the world series it's it's just a huge missed opportunity people again want to spend their money on these things and and you're literally not allowing them to jerseys next year are going to pop off people are going to spend their money on the new jerseys they literally can't wait for them to come out one of our one of our listeners nick uh nicholas went down to chase field just to get his customized he got the new cream one and and he got it customized like that's a that it's awesome that he did that but it's ridiculous that he had to that's what i'm saying but anyway we'll go on uh and i'll calm myself down about that but if they don't have fan fest uh it's a huge 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 missed opportunity and again you can do it for season ticket holders but that's even kind of a missed opportunity really really what you want to do is you want to invite in new fans you want to welcome them and you want them to be a part of the 2024 season. We, we, we have plenty of room for bandwagon fans on this wagon. Join us, be a part of this thing that we're building here in the, in the Valley. All right. Well, again, we thank you guys for being diehard members. If you are one talking about building stuff here in the Valley, if you're not a diehard member yet, make sure to go grab one over at gophnx.com. Become part of our family. Get yourself a free t-shirt for the phnxlocker.com and so much more, uh, including discounts with our partners, Jesse's newsletter, all of our content, access to the Discord lounge, uh, discounts on events like our takeover coming up in July, where we're going to be at the pool at Chase Field. Why not get a discount on that? Hop on it, become a member now, uh, and join us. Do that thing uh, and, and be part of the family. Michael says, if you're not a diehard, then what are you doing? I mean, the, the events the events are endless. I mean, we're running events all the time. And oh, man. To be able to get a, yeah, to be able to get a discount on events. World really fast, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
putting world uh i again i never would have thought i would have had as much fun going to putting world as i did without windmills and without you know giant clown mouths to you know shoot the ball into but this was a blast when we went out there as a team uh we had a, one of our team meetings out there and then we got to enjoy the putting world uh so you should join us for this putting party that we're having on uh january 24th i will be out there with the sun's crew uh there's gonna be drinks there's gonna be beers there's gonna be wine it's gonna be all sorts of stuff it's gonna be a great time so make sure to join us for that uh also if you want to make all sports more more fun including watching sun's game make sure to download the bet mgm sportsbook app now get down on that of course on ios or android or you can visit betmgm.com if you do you can sign up and deposit at least five dollars into your account and use our promo code of phnx you place a wager in that amount of at least five dollars at a standard odds price and you will receive $158 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Uh, I wagered this weekend on the uh, the Cleveland Browns, and they let me down. No surprise there. No surprise there. I, mean, I feel like Flacco. I, I, I feel like that was the actual full Cleveland Browns experience, if I'm being honest. I, I, I got my hopes up. I thought they were going to win and do something spectacular. And, uh, of course, three of the four legs of my parlay hit, uh, the one that didn't being – Brown's money line, but uh, you can be better than I am and sign up over at BetMGM. Use that bonus code of PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the sportsbook mobile application of at least $5. You will receive $150 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Uh, check out the show notes for full details, and now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer problem call 1-800-GAMBLER colorado dc illinois indiana kansas louisiana maryland mississippi new jersey nevada ohio pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia wyoming call 8778 hope and y or text hope and y 467 new york call 1-800-327-5050 massachusetts 21 plus to wager please gamble responsibly call 1-800-NEXT-STEP arizona 1-800-BETS-OFF iowa 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help michigan 1-800-981-0023 puerto rico in partnership with kansas crossing casino and hotel visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions u.s promotional offers not available in dc new york or ontario uh, Ontario. Ontario. We, that was the best we could do being remote like we are. Uh, also, speaking of coming to games like our takeover event, make sure to check out Game Time if you want to experience the joy of concert shows, uh, events, sporting events, all sorts of fun stuff. Do that now. Of course, uh, if you don't want to miss out, this is the place for last minute ticket deals. Now, I'm a very poor planner. Uh, I miss out on announcements for when tickets go on sales for things all the time not to mention the fact that i always convince myself i'm not going to want to go until the day comes along and then that changes so if you're like me you can get those last minute ticket deals through game time uh they it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the reason for in the country for a reason snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the app create an account and use code phnx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms do apply again create an account and redeem code phnx for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right we got some more mailbag monday questions before we get out of here damon what else we got next question comes from kyle dannon kyle asks of our young core of or of our young core players who would you pick to have the highest likelihood of a breakout season outside of both corbin and gabby as i believe they have both already broken out what do you think mm. jacob i'll let I you mean, the, the, i think the easy answer is obviously probably jordan lawler uh, just because you know that he's probably going to get a, a bulk of playing time this year uh, mm -hmm. because at some point they're going to have to figure out what they have in him. However, I'm not going to go with the easy answer here because I feel like that's a little bit of a cop-out. Mm -hmm. I think if this team wants to be as good as it can be, I think 
an emergence of Jake McCarthy is needed. Mm, let's go. I had a similar answer. Same yeah, guy. I think, yeah, I think I think Jake McCarthy really, really needs to show us just exactly what he can do because from a base stealing perspective, I think he's neck and neck with with Corbin. I think yeah. I think he's also a guy that can net you fifty bases. Um, obviously, there were a few holes in his swing last year uh, th- that he really just struggled to get patched up between AAA and and you know the major league level. Um, but he had really started to put a good swing on the baseball before the playoffs, and it was really unfortunate to see him go down with the injury um, because I do think that he probably would have contributed some, you know, late game pinch running, uh, a lot of those factors. But I you know I I really want to know just what he's capable of this year because you need to know whether he's your guy until drew jones is ready to go or if you need to move on and figure out another answer i mean it's just one of those like he's gonna get some significant playing time but what does he do with it you know what i mean he's 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 a really big question mark right now yeah um elise in the chat says i don't even know if jake will be on the team next season depending on what trades mike makes but if he is that is a good choice too remember elise is a known baseball gm so i feel like she knows something there that we don't already but um it is what it is yeah i mean yeah stringing the bats together is going to be really important for this team oh yeah oh uh i have a second uh choice and i think that ryan nelson is going to have a breakout season I, I know said that Tommy Henry. looking to Tommy Henry, but I think Ryan Nelson is a guy that showed us in the playoffs when he came out of the bullpen and did what he did, uh, you know, what he was made of. And I was pretty impressed by that. I think that, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of competition for that spot. I think obviously they will be without Dre Jameson for all of next year. So I, I think, you know, of those two guys, I think Ryan Nelson might be the one that emerges and actually takes a hold of that, you know, that, that fifth, spot in the starting rotation and i again i i i still feel like competition for that spot is great for this team and i really don't as much as we'd probably like to see them you know go after somebody in free agency or or make a trade i just feel like there is something to be said about uh ryan nelson and you could be right nicholas there there could be a chance that ryan has that breakout season out of the bullpen instead of necessarily being a starting pitcher but great that's what the team needs yeah, I yeah. mean, it, 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 contribute. I mean, Dre Jamison's still injured for the first half of the year. Like, contribute. If we, if you can figure out a way to contribute, I'm... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark also makes a great point. Have we ever seen Elise and Mike Hazen together, like, in the same room at the same time? No. I haven't. No. Have you? haven't, right. definitely. Well, that's, I mean, that's... It, it's The fact is, is we haven't, right? We're not making any accusations here, uh, but... If Mike Hazen were to be in here, he would probably be crafty enough to not necessarily have his, you know, screen name be like Hike Mazen, right? Like it's going to be something like Elise. He's going to be smart enough to really. He is Elise. I think it's confirmed. That's what it is. All right. Well, uh, what else we got there, Damon? Uh, Travis Moore at Moore for me asks, is Blaze Alexander destined to become a trade ship? What's his value? It's starting to feel like it. It really it, feel like Blaze Alexander is destined to become a trade chip. Uh, I mean, he's uh, he, he's not getting any younger as far as being in this Diamondbacks organization. And I, I mean, I think much like Jordan Lawler, part of it is you you don't want him sitting on the bench. You want him getting continuous at bats in AAA 
rather than having him be necessarily a backup up here on the major league roster. But I, I do feel like Blaze could be part of a trade package that we see the Diamondbacks put together potentially. I, I just think that they really at this point are getting kind of thin as far as their, you know, top prospects and and they would really need to see a significant return to part with someone like Alexander. Yeah. I mean, he's hit just about everywhere he's gone uh, in the minor league system. He's, you know, he's, yeah. he's got some, yeah, he's got some significant pop from where he's at. Um, it's really interesting because for a long time, I think Diamondbacks fans lived with this team just to having a really, really bad farm system. Um, so it's one of those, this is kind of the territory that comes with being able to build up an elite farm, right? Like it's yeah. one of those, you're hitting this point where you've got Zach Gallon for two more years and does Blaze Alexander fit that timeline? Because, yeah. you know, I, and, and I'm just talking guarantees here, right? You know? I, I've been more optimistic than some people that, you know, Gallon is, is you, you know, maybe going to stick around longer than his two years. Merrill's got two years left. But you have to look at the now. And, and Blaze, if you think he's the logical backup to Perdomo this year, then great. But are you, are you omitting Lawler at that point? Because you've got three guys. One, Perdomo had a breakout season last year all-star i mean do you think that blaze is the guy to back him up until lawler's ready do you want lawler getting the consistent reps in triple a um it's just a what happens when you it's, yeah, it's a mess. yeah exactly it, it's yeah, what it happens really when is. you have positional depth because at, at some point somebody's going to be the odd man out and you trade from the positional depth so at this point yeah blaze alexander's yeah. probably yeah. trade he's probably a trade piece and look what, uh, I mean, just the Diamondbacks were the recipient of that when you look at Gabriel Moreno, right? That's exactly what happened in Toronto. They have this stud in Gabriel Moreno, and they also have these studs that are part of the major league roster already, and they have no idea when Moreno is even going to get playing time, you know? Uh, so that made him expendable, but it doesn't make it hurt any less to Toronto no, Blue Jays no. fans that he is doing as well as he is here. They're happy for him, but they also didn't want to lose him. They also don't want to see him go on to be the the guy that he has become for this Diamondbacks yeah. team, just because you, you want that, even though you already, even though you have a good catcher at home, you still don't want your, you know, good young players. Blaze could be that blaze could be the guy that goes plays for, for another organization. And, and, we instantly regret it because we see him have success, but you have to still ask when was he going to have that opportunity with this current roster? I don't know. Sure. I do think that no job is safe right now. Zach Gallon is safe. Corbin Carroll's safe. A couple of guys are safe. Nobody's safe though. No one can rest on their laurels. All of these guys are competing for a job. And if someone like blaze comes up and impresses during spring training, you bet your ass that they're going to give him a shot. Like there's, there's no doubt about it. Like you, you got to stay at the top of your game because there is somebody always waiting to take your spot. Uh, sometimes waiting in the wings, sometimes waiting in Reno, you know, like that's, that's a fact of baseball and, and all sports really. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. It's, it's an issue, but it's a good issue. I'd rather have this issue than like, like yeah. Mark said, I'd rather have this yeah. issue than not knowing who is going to replace my subpar player that's currently that's on my major league roster because so true. <laughs> I'd rather that's have somebody that's like, well, we have an all-star shortstop, but we've got, you know, two guys waiting in the wings that are trying to steal his job. 
I covered this team during the Dave Stewart era, okay? There was a time where not only was the team terrible, but there was nothing on the horizon. There was nothing to look forward to into the future. There was nothing. Like, I, I, I remember how how just how horrible it was to be a fan during that period of time. And again, like Mark said, there's organizations that are are dealing with that. They don't even know what their direction is. The Diamondbacks very much so have a direction. And in fact, they're, you know, ahead of schedule. So that's that's what makes this team fun to watch is it feels like they're built for the future, but they're yep. also competing now. So yep. that's going to be just, just fun to watch. Uh, speaking of Mark, let's let's get to Mark's question. It's the Don's bread question of the day. Uh, that's an aggressive, uh, he has an aggressive screen title now, uh, screen name. Uh, but Don, Don's bread, AKA Mark asks, if you had to pull a, uh, off a heist using the D backs, who would you recruit for your heist? All the fast guys. That's a mistake right there. See, Jake you need Corbin. a well-rounded crew, Jacob. You need a well-rounded crew. Tory, First Tory's, of all, Tory's the, no, I'm going with Brent Strom. First of all, I'm getting Brent Strom as my point man. Brent Strom is going to help me plan this heist because Brent Strom has catalogs on each player. Do you realize, like, if you said, Brent, we're going to go rob the Phoenix Children's Museum, and I don't know why we would do that, but I'm just saying that's where our heist is perhaps going to be. Maybe there's a, a priceless diamond on display there. They have things rotate in and out. I don't know. What were you thinking? The Science Center or something? We're stealing a, a sea lion from Odyssey Aquarium is what we're doing. It doesn't matter the heist. I want Brent Strom there. He's going to have schematics. He's going to have blueprints. He's going to be ready to go. He's also going to help me pick the rest of the crew. And of course... Yes, Corbin Carroll is part of that crew. Speed, um, yeah. savvy. He just contributes a lot. I feel like, yeah, mental, mentally, he's he's brilliant. He's that right? guy. He wants the ball when the game's on the line. Like he's just right. that dude. Right. Now we're gonna need a contortionist, and for some reason, I think Gabby Moreno is gonna be good at that. I have no information to back that up. This is once again is purely speculation, but we're going to need somebody to get into small spaces. And I think Moreno's the guy for that. His purple hair really doesn't help to not attract attention to him, but that's fine because I'm going to send him in with Lourdes Goriel Jr. And the two of them together with their purple hair, their people are just going to instantly think that there's some sort of like Cirque du Soleil act or some sort of traveling, you, you know, you, uh, you know, something, you know, like some clowns maybe i don't know i don't want the clown clowns that's the wrong word but definitely something uh in an entertainment field um who, who else who else do we need to add to this i mean uh, ami, ami alsade oh he's the brains i mean he's the guy he's like i know you mentioned brett strom's got the list but like ami alsade is the guy most yeah. people don't realize that like you know we give a ton of credit to mike hazen for building and he deserves he deserves oh. his flowers right. but he put there's together, a guy, a crew. There, he assembled a crew, and that crew helped him pull off a heist. Yeah, and that heist a, was getting Gabriel Moreno from the Toronto Blue Jays, yeah. essentially. There's, right? a, there's a there's a guy, and it's Ami yeah. Sade. A lot of See, the, a lot of the farm system comes from him. Connor gave us an excellent job, and that was we're stealing the new replica jerseys from Fanatics and actually selling them to fans. That's what we're stealing. That's absolutely it. Uh, Alec Thomas's contribute contributions to this squad. I, what are we thinking here? Are we just talking the whole roster? Like, are we just choosing the whole roster now? Is no, I think at? we need like a, a good five, six man crew here for a job this size. I don't know. Alec Thomas, um, he, he feels like like the face, like face from a team, right? He's the charming guy that can go in uh, and talk to people. I know I've been charmed every time I've talked to him. I can only imagine Alec Thomas going in with his good looks uh, and everything to, to, 
you know, obviously, uh, you know, talk his way into a building of some kind. He'll get us into the Fanatics warehouse. He's the one that's telling them that he has a load of shipments in the box, inside the box, Gabriel Moreno and Alec Thomas. Or no, uh, Corbin Carroll. Maybe Corbin Carroll's in the box too. I don't know. This job is all over the place. But uh, yeah. Charles Woodall Pike says uh, the, the only correct answer uh, is Paven Smith. And I don't know if that's in regards to this job or not, but yeah, let's bring Paven in too. Why not? You got anything to add, Jacob? Uh, he's not so in, he's he's very tall, not so inconspicuous. Yeah. Mm. He's not threatening though. You know? You're not gonna believe he's involved in a crime. But if you're robbing something, don't you want people that are kind of threatening in case you get caught? Uh, you need again, you need you need a well-rounded crew, Jacob. You need a well You can't have like 15 people though, because that's too many. Could tell you gotta, you gotta split the pot. Okay, Actually, now we just have no, next question. We just listed every player on the roster. Yeah, this question's not done. a good getaway driver. His plates are probably expired. All right, what else we got? Last question. Uh, this one comes from Chris, uh, of course, our, our PHNX mom. And Chris asks, make a baseball team out of the PHNX D-backs faithful. What's your lineup? Uh, if faithful includes Damon and Danielle, Damon and Danielle are my number three and number four hitters. <laughs> We're not getting into this argument again. <laughs> i'm putting them in the lineup jacob i mean it's interchangeable once again one can be three one can be four um i'm definitely having mark solaire in there mark uh and I, actually gabriel uh gabriel gabriel's in here i'd have gabriel in my starting lineup connor mormon would probably be a power bat i think connor would be a great part of this um Obviously, Elise is the GM of the team. There's no question. Yeah, I was going to say, we already have our GM. So G- Elise, I might as well just Elise, leave it and Elise yeah. can choose the talent, right? Yeah. I mean, we we need to look no further. She's got it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who else we got? Uh, Nicholas. I think Nicholas has some speed. Maybe Nicholas in the two-hole. Um, Who's your closer? Yeah. My closer? Charles Woodall Pike. Mm. Mm-hmm. He just said it himself. It's time for CWP to pitch. Absolutely. See? Absolutely. See, inject, see, that would inject some fear yeah. into people. CWP running out of the bullpen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's electric. That's electric. Uh, all right, that that that's our team. But uh, we appreciate you guys for being part of our team and for being here uh, today for this much longer episode than we anticipated. But we're always happy to be here for as long as we can be. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Uh, Jacob is at Jacob underscore Franklin four because he's the fourth best Jacob Franklin in known existence. Uh, we are still Damon's dogs. And of course, you can follow Damon, ruff, ruff, Damon ruff, dog, ruff. D-A-W-G. Uh, we, that's when we bark. Now, I, I, I set that up wrong, but we are Damon's dogs. Bark, bark. Rough, no. No, rough, rough. You, you have to be difficult. You have to be difficult. Of course, uh, our show is at PHNX underscore uh, D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we appreciate you guys for stopping by. We thank you so much. We'll be back here tomorrow. Jesse will return. I'm not sure if you'll notice any difference between Jacob and Jesse, but again, Jesse will be back tomorrow. So uh, very excited to see if he uh, survived. I have not heard from him, so. I, I have no idea. He might not have. He was in a he was in a snowstorm. But anyway, uh, we thank you guys for being here. And of course, uh, we will see you at 1 p.m. tomorrow. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you draft the next Julio Rodriguez.